what are the ways that I draw near to God? And it's knowing Him and spending time with Him, and that's through the Word. Welcome to Working with the Word, a currently bi-weekly podcast designed to equip you with the skills and confidence for deeper daily Bible study. I'm Emerson Brown. And I'm Jeff O'Rear. Thank you for tuning in today as we continue discussing daily Bible reading. We've been talking to different people who are in different stages and circumstances of life to help us see that no matter who you are or where you are in life, reading your Bible is an important part of growing spiritually. So today we're talking to Rachel Goebel about Bible reading and how it can help us grow closer to God. Hope you enjoy today's conversation. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Jeff O'Rear with Working with the Word, here with my co-host Emerson Brown, as today we are continuing a series of episodes about daily Bible reading. Today, we have Rachel Goebel with us. Rachel is from College Station, Texas. She is married to her husband, Scott, who serves as one of the deacons at the Twin City Church in College Station, and is the mother of four energetic children. I know she and her family have been a great example of encouragement to so many of the college students who have gone to Texas A&M over the years, especially to my wife and her siblings, which flows out of her faithfulness and her service to the Lord. Rachel, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Yeah, we're looking forward to having this discussion with you. One of the things that we have tried to do in our podcast is kind of go back to the fundamental question of why. Why do we study the Bible? And so it's a good question to start with. Why do you believe that daily Bible reading is so important? When I think about Bible reading, um, and I think like just over my life, like how I view it now is different. I just think of, um, I think of the verse in James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And how do I, I mean, what are the ways that I draw near to God? And it's knowing him and spending Mm -hmm. time with him. And that's through the word. I think about that for me and, and probably it came more apparent as, as my husband and I started our family and as our children started to grow is, is what I wanted for them is that I want them to know God and to know um, why they're here and their purpose. Mm And, and so for me, that that's kind of grown in my life is where I am now. That may not have been, that was not where I was in high school and college. <laughs> but at this point in my life, those are really the factors that, that draw me into the scriptures of why I want to read. Yeah. So, you know, what, that's one thing that Jeff and I have talked about is how our why can change over time. So talk a little bit about like when you were a younger Christian Um, Did you do Bible reading consistently? Were you taught that? Uh, How has that, how has that, why, I know you talked a little bit about having a family, but how has that developed from being a younger Christian to maybe more experienced? I think that when I look back, you, there's always so many things you want to change in your life. And, and that's, that's one of them is that just spending, I wish I had spent more time studying Mm -hmm. and reading. Um, I think about now it to me is so clear that when I say, when people say there's something, they should have a really great knowledge of that something. So if someone is a physician, well, they better have read those textbooks and have gone to medical school. And I think about in my life saying that I'm a Christian and 
that means I should have a really great knowledge of Christ. And, Mm -hmm. and that comes from the scriptures. And so that was a really a motivating point to me. But as I look back and, and definitely we mature as we, as we grow or we should be maturing. And so when I was in high school, I didn't spend um, a lot of time in the scriptures. Um, And then as I got older and in college, I found the books that I gravitated to were very practical. I loved in college, I read the book of James many times. I think about that, like just, and it gave me a lot of just practical ways to live my life. I I loved the book of Proverbs and again, Mm -hmm. just those pieces of wisdom. And so I think I would gravitate to those and would, when I felt like I need to read, I need to be close to God or that I would go to specific books or, um, or passages, um, Psalm 23, you think about just like, like, like texts that really, um, speak to your heart. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's how I was, um, like through college and, and young adult, um, as I got older as in Bible classes for preparing, I mean, definitely would read, but as a purpose of like, Oh, I better be ready for Bible class, Mm -hmm. but not. And, and then, um, always found it. Like if I was going to teach a lesson or if I was working in the children's Bible classes, then I would study differently because I was like, I need to do this for, for the people who are going to be listening to me so that I can share God's word. And so I guess that that, and then as that with, as we had children and just that responsibility that what does God expect of me as a parent and how do I, how do I teach my children to, to about him and to know him so that they can love him and see his greatness and, and the wonderful nature of him. Yeah. So you see a lot of growth there, Uh, kind of along with that, along that journey, who were some people that influenced you to discipline yourself to be in Bible reading? Um, I'm not sure. I think that Bible reading so oftentimes is such a private thing Mm -hmm. and we don't share it, which is unfortunate because I think that, that, that should encourage us. Or I think when you're a young Christian, that maybe you don't see the importance of that. And if someone's not helping you and saying like, Hey, you know, this is important. Why should we do this? How do we do this? The things that you've been talking about. I don't know if that's something that just comes real natural, but I think again, it's very private. And so Mm -hmm. when people read that, they, um, that it's, that, that it's not something that I think is real shared. And so mm-hmm. did I have people in my life that would talk? I really never did, mm. which is really interesting. Um, yeah. even because that's so important. And I think about that, like not having that. And I remember, I, I remember my parents, like they would get ready for a Bible class or, or, um, my sister tells the story about my dad is that he would be working in the yard and he'd come in and he'd have his Bible open and he'd look at something and maybe read it. And then he'd go back outside and <laughs> just kind of interesting, like that, that's, I think that that's, um, but, but those images, but it's not something that was real 
defined that it's I like, see. oh, wow, look at that person studying their Bible or, mm-hmm. or, or, and to make it practical, not that it's just like a little badge, like, oh, I did my Bible lesson or I read <laughs> this book. It's, it has to be more than that. So, right. so I guess that's probably not the answer you expect. I wish I could say like, <laughs> wow, look at this, but I, I don't really have that person. I think that's helpful to, for us to, to know, like you mentioned, uh, how we can encourage others with their in that journey with maybe some examples of our own as well. And so obviously there, you know, there'll be some things that, you know, it may work for me, may not work for you or something like that, but to still to talk with people about stuff like that can be very helpful, which kind of transitions into our, our section about thinking of kind of a general, this is how I try to approach and how things would kind of look as I'm trying to spend my time with the Lord that day. I think so in the last probably like 10 years, one of the things, I mean, when you, when I talk about Bible reading or about encouraging, about encouraging, like, and this is something different as, as an older adult, not in my youth, but I do hear people saying things like, okay, read through the Bible in a year. And, mm-hmm. and so and we've had preachers say those things more recent than like when I was growing up, that wasn't something people would really talk about and encourage yeah to do. I think it was just implied like, well, yeah, everybody should, but it wasn't like encouraged and we need that encouragement. And so as, so as an older adult and people would say like, oh, do, you know, read the Bible in a year and they, we'd sit out things. So, um, so we did that like, and I, that's probably been 15, 20 years where we sat down and we just are like, we're going to read the Bible together mm-hmm. as Scott and myself, Scott and my husband. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And so we, um, we did that and we did that a couple of years in a row. And then our children were, so you talk about how reading is very important to us. I think it's mm-hmm. important to a lot of people for your children. And so with our children, I mean, we, we knew we are going to read stories to them all the time. We're going Mm -hmm. to read to them before bed. And so, and we started that when they were just a month old, when they were little, we started that reading and we would read, we had um, just little board books and, and lots of different kind, but we had Bible-based baby books. And so we always made sure we read one of those before bed, like that was kind of our closing. And then as our children got older, one of the things that Scott and I talked about and is, um, especially Scott, he was like, you know, we need to do this every night. We need to read a Bible story with our children. That's our bedtime routine. Mm -hmm. And so that started when they, before they could really understand And so as they got older, when they were in toddlers and preschool, we started, we just bought children's Bibles and we Mm -hmm. would read through it. And so by the time that before they were ever in Bible class, they have, we read to them these stories. And then once they were toddlers, again, we would read, um, just a Bible, a toddler Bible story book to them over and over. And then as they got older, we would progress to another, a children's Bible or a beginner reader's Bible. And then they would read with us. 
And then when Nathan, our oldest, was in elementary, and he was probably in second or third grade, and we decided we're going to read through the Bible with him in a year. And we mm-hmm. did that with our, with our, and the other children would come and listen because we did it earlier. And so they were all there and we just, we did that. And I'm, I'm not sure if we did that one. I think we did that two years with our kids. Mm-hmm. And, and with the little ones, we would still afterwards, we would take them and read they're they're more sure. developmentally appropriate mm-hmm. book for them and so they still had their story also and then so we continued to do that we so we did that for two years where we read through the bible <clears throat> but to me after yeah. doing it it became and, and i think for some people you get this is that it's was just a check on a list I've done my Bible reading, boy, I've got to get through it. We've got to stay, you know, or we're not going to finish. And as our children got, is looking at our children, we're like, is this the best for them? Is this really, how profitable is this? Is it a race, which you've Mm -hmm. talked about just to, just to complete and have a check at the end. And, and because of that, we've done it differently in the last 10 years, more than 10 years, 12, is that we started letting our children pick what book of the Bible were, and they, we just took turns. Oh, And and so we're like, what book do you want to read? What are you interested in? Mm -hmm. And then we would read that book and we would maybe read one or two chapters in the evening uh, before bed. And it was our time together, but we would talk about it too. So so we would, and as our children are older now, I mean, we would divide it. So when they were younger, our, the ones who could read, we might let them read five verses because mm-hmm. dividing a, a chapter of 30 verses is, is a, a lot for little children. So they might just right. have read one or two verses or five verses. Now they're all older and we can divide it evenly. Mm-hmm. And then we um, go back and we summarize what we read and we talk about it. Or if we're reading Proverbs, we'll pick, well, what was your favorite Proverbs that you read and why and how does yeah. that? And so we, we, it's more of a discussion. And mm-hmm. then, so we just take turns picking books and sometimes we'll pick a book. Sometimes if that we know that they're going to be studying something or we're having a series of lessons on a particular book, then we're like, Hey, let's read that book. And that way, when we're in this lecture or in this sermon that we can be more a part of it because we've talked about it and and read. And so, so it's kind of morphed again as your children yeah. and what they're doing. And even now, um, I mean, two of our children have moved out and are in college and we mm-hmm. have two here. And so we continue our reading and when they come back, they jump in. Sometimes they'll call and it's like, Hey, we're reading, we're about to read. Do y'all want to read with us? And, and so yeah. they can be a part of that chapter or, and so I, and that's worked well for us. Um, you've awesome. talked about timing. I mean, yeah. we have four athletes and so <laughs> they are after school. We have games. We have so some nights we may not read. And and I don't want it's not about guilt. We we read together and then we pray. And so mm-hmm. and and most nights we are able to do that. Right. And um, but there are some nights where we are at 
multiple games or, or, or we have big tests the next day and we may not. So we'll come together and pray and then we pick it up the next night. And yeah. so, so it's just, so it is, um, it's kind of how it has more for our family. Sometimes on Saturday, we may read in the morning, like mm-hmm. if we have a big breakfast together, we may read, but usually we've read, we have found like reading, coming together, like we'll eat dinner together. People do homework. We come back together and, and mm-hmm. read and then pray and, and talk. Well, that's awesome. There's a lot of helpful things in there about how things change over the years and just kind of having to adjust. I mean, I'm sure the plan from when you had Nathan 20 years ago, however old, how you use now, yeah. 21 years ago, wasn't the same plan you were using, you know, when, when they were all in school at the same time or something like that. And that's helpful to see and helpful to know that we can be gracious with ourselves and, and just, you know, there will be times that busyness will be there, but we'll continue to move on from that and we'll continue to make priorities from there. That's helpful to see and to remind ourselves of. Over the years, obviously, schedules change and busyness change. So somewhat of a personal, if you could talk about that, like you personally, when when it's hard, when you're wrangling four kids together or getting kids off to different places, or some kids are at school, some kids are at home, just maybe some encouragement, not necessarily for for mothers, but just necessary for thinking about busyness and how to deal with busyness on a personal level, you know, continue to incorporate our Bible reading in those seasons of busyness. Um, Definitely, like having the time set aside. So for us, it worked like in the evenings, which that is hard because in the evening, so many things happen. And I think you do like, you have to be merciful to yourself and to say, okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I did, it didn't go as I planned today, but it just don't give up. Like just right. keep going. I think is one thing. Um, and to, and to have that time, whether it's in the morning when you have little ones and, and to pull out your Bible and just to, it's good to have, um, some prepared um, plans of reading, but sometimes you just, some. it's okay to go back to passages that just are encouraging to you, that have yeah. been encouraging to you over the years, because some days you just need like an old friend to say, hey, it's okay, <laughs> you can make yeah. it. And so maybe you do turn to James and you look at a passage that just has always encouraged you through the years. And, and I think that's okay too. And I think it's hard, I think for, for, um, for moms and dads, like sometimes you're like, okay, what am I doing? And, and how am I serving? And we forget all of the things like when you choose to be married as a, as a wife, like that is, is a work for God that you're Mm -hmm. helping your husband be the man that God wants him to be, that you're encouraging him by, by having things that he doesn't have to worry about at home and, and, and loving your children and taking care of a sick child where that may mean you sit on the couch all day and hold your baby. And you think, wow, what have I done today for God? But you did do what you're doing when you do good works, you're doing that for God and he's glorified. And sometimes we lose that. Like we think we have an agenda about, okay, I have to read for God, or I have to, to, you know, to go and and visit someone every day and, or call someone every day. But sometimes just doing the things you're called to do in your daily life, that's a work for God. And sometimes we forget that. And I think we need to encourage 
people in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, as we are kind of coming more towards the end of this, a final question we ask all of our interviewees are this phrase, deeper Bible study. Maybe you've heard a preacher talk about that, or you've read in an article, or I guess you've probably heard it on our program before us try to talk about that. But when you hear that phrase, if someone is asking your opinion, Rachel, what does deeper Bible study mean? What does that phrase mean to you? To me, and I, I may get it wrong. <laughs> I think when I think of um, a deeper Bible study, I think that it goes to what, what does this mean to me? Why is God, how is God, um, God left the scriptures for a reason. We have the scriptures for a reason and, right. and it should, it, it should change my life. And so when I think of deeper Bible study, it's like, how, how has reading the scriptures changed my life? How has that impacted me to love God more, to love my neighbor more? Like the, that's to me is the deeper Bible study. It's not understanding like the Greek words of it. It's not, mm -hmm. it, it's like, how, how does this make me a better person? Because um, yeah. the other verse I think about when I think about why we study is that in second Corinthians three and verse 18, when we're transformed into his, I mean, that's our whole purpose in life is that every day I should be more transformed to God's glory, to Jesus Christ. And, and that's that deeper study is to look in the word and that have it changed my life. Absolutely. I would definitely say that's not a wrong answer there at all. I think that's really yeah. helpful to think about this, to see that, Bible study is not just about the knowledge, it's about the application of what God has given us through his word. Absolutely. Well, a couple of, of final rapid fire questions here. Now, you, you've mentioned James and Proverbs. Uh, if you had to pick whether it's maybe one of those two or just as of right now, as of December 2020, what is your favorite book of the Bible? Oh, okay. Um, I am... This is a hard one. Um, <laughs> I like the book of Haggai mm -hmm. and kind of a, a, I think a different book, like not necessarily. Um, I like that. Um, I love that they're rebuilding the temple and they, the people who remember the original temple are looking at it and they're asked like, is this, is this temple, you know, what is it? And they're discouraged mm -hmm. because it's not the temple that they remember. Yeah. And yet God has a plan and right. God says the silver is mine. The gold is mine. And he says in other scriptures, um, the cattle on the hills are his. Everything is God's. God has a plan and we can't see it yet, but God has a plan for us. Yeah. God has a plan for his people, just like he did in the book of Haggai. And it's a beautiful plan. And God says, peace is going to come into the, in this temple. And he's talking about Jesus is ultimately right. his plan, but the people didn't see it. And God has yeah. a plan for us too. And ultimately that's being with him forever in heaven. And I love that thought because as mortals, we're not 
we don't get to see everything, but God has a plan. And when we get discouraged, um, when we, things are kind of hard, um, Mm -hmm. we need to remember that. And God's plan is beautiful and we just need to go with it and we need (laughs) to do the best we can and to, and to be the people he wants us to be and to, and to do his will and to do good and good is going to happen. I love that. I'll, I'll admit that probably wouldn't have been something that was on my radar if I was asked that question, but that's such a helpful answer to see and maybe a new way to for me to approach the book with a, a fresh set of thoughts there. If you had to pick a favorite character right now, uh, would it be Haggai or is there someone else? You can't say Jesus. That's always been our restriction, but yeah. Um, oh my, there's so many and I, I think like just like out of the top of my head right now is I'd say Joseph. And just because my children are at that age, my children mm-hmm. are becoming young adults or are young adults. And I, my prayer is that they are people like Joseph and Joseph loved God. And ultimately the decisions he made in his life were because of God and he, right. his love for God. And, and as he told, tells Potiphar's wife, how can I do this thing and sin against God? Yeah. And I pray that, um, I pray that I'm like that. I pray for my children to have hearts like that, that they always, as they make choices in their life, that they look and say, I want to please God and to bring glory to God. How could I do anything else? I pray that they have that heart of Joseph. That's awesome. Well, speaking of your children, our final question of the day, if you had to choose between Texas A&M or Texas Tech (laughs) to root for, now, obviously you've got a lot of ties to Texas A&M living in College Station and you've got one daughter, Texas A&M, but you've also got a son at Texas Tech right now. So hopefully this doesn't start any like uh, Oh, major family, rivalries yeah f- family warfare or anything yeah. it's all good whoever it's good either way so <laughs> there you go well rachel we thank you so much for coming on and being with us today this has been such an encouragement and we've really enjoyed getting to talk with you you all are right. welcome it's Absolutely. nice to visit with y'all and y'all have encouraged me like just uh just know that like I've enjoyed listening to the podcasts I've listened to so far. Glad so to hear that. I think this is a good, That's right. I think it's a, a good way to encourage people to, to look at God's word. So we hope so. We hope that he'll be glorified through all of this. So, yeah. well, enjoy the rest of your day again. Thank you for your time. And we hope that God will continue to bless you and all be encouraged from, from our discussion today. So take care. God bless y'all. So one of the things we've been trying to do as we come out of these conversations is think about what was the most helpful thing for me and for you. So Jeff, why don't you go first? What what stands out to you with our conversation with Rachel? From all the things we saw today, and if I had to pick just one, I think one thing that maybe seemed like kind of a short thing she mentioned but was really helpful was thinking about how she talked about sometimes you just need an old friend and sometimes going back to some passages that we're comfortable with, sometimes passages that are especially encouraging to us. I mean, I I think we've made clear on this program that we are plan type of people. We like the idea Mm -hmm. of plans and sticking to a plan and doing our best with that plan and getting back on a plan when we fall off. But there are days in life where things go crazy and 
my plan is, is helpful to stick with my routine, but I just need that, that old friend or I need someone to encourage or comfort me and to think about God's word being that way. I think that's such a powerful illustration of what God's word can do for us in our lives. So what about you, Emerson? What was your one thing from our conversation with Rachel today? Yeah, my one thing was kind of spread across the entire conversation. Um, just the idea of being flexible as your kids grow. You know, she talked about how when her kids were younger, they would read Bible stories just from from board books. But as they got older uh, into teenage years, they would pick, the kids would pick the book and they'd, they'd read that together. So I really like that. It just gives me kind of a long view of as my kids grow, I need to be adapting to their needs. They may not necessarily need to read through the book of Leviticus, all of those sacrifices, you know, every single day for a month, whenever they're three years old. But as we grow, they can start uh, digesting that. And so adapting to their needs, their level of understanding is helpful to, to me to think about as I read my Bible with my kids, what are they able to digest? What are they able to grow in? So that was, that was the one thing that uh, stood out to me. Yeah, and again, as with all of these interviews we've done so far, we've enjoyed getting to hear some of these different perspectives, some different levels of encouragement for Bible reading, and some for our families as well. And so again, our challenge is simply for you to identify your one takeaway. Maybe it's similar to what Emerson and I have said, maybe it was something else. Identify what that was from our conversation with Rachel, whatever was helpful or encouraging or practical for you or for your family, and then make sure you decide to act on it and to use that in your study and with God's Word as you draw closer to Him and build that relationship with the Lord. Thank you for tuning in to Working with the Word today. If there are questions or topics or books of the Bible you would like for us to cover in future episodes, you can find us and reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at Working with the Word, on Instagram at workingwiththeword.podcast, or you can send us an email to workingwiththewordpodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word, workingwiththewordpodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, may you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity.